Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Joining me on the phone from the band Revolution Saints, also Journey Through Time, and at one point, Journey, Ozzy's band, and a whole bunch of others. It is a drummer, Dean Castronovo. Dean and I have a long-standing friendship, and uh, let me tell you, their new album, Rise comes out January 24th, 2020. I've had a chance to hear it. It is this fantastic, fantastic melodic rock. My my big concern, my big issue is that you have Jack Blades, Doug Aldrich, and Dean Castronovo, and they are essentially hired guns to this puzzle of this sort of Italian production team that does the writing, does the this and that. And and I'm just like, what, you hired Jack Blades? You're not going to let him write? You hired Dean? You hired Doug? You're not going to let... Anyway, um, Dean and I talk about this, by the way, uh, throughout the interview. Um, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling that somebody who can write or be part of songs like Sister Christian and, and uh, You Can Still Rock in America and Don't Tell Me You Love Me and all this stuff uh, gets an offer from a record company and they go, no, 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 you just sit there. We'll do all the writing for you. You just sing it for us like a monkey. You know, you're, you're a little dancing monkey. And it's like, Ooh, really? Okay. Anyway, listen, uh, that said, the three Revolution Saint albums are good. So uh, do check them out. Do buy them. It is the last album currently scheduled to come out on Frontiers. I believe, uh, unless I'm mistaken, uh, it was a three-album deal. The uh, label owns the name. So if the trio decides to go on and if they don't sign with Frontiers, um, they might have to, or they will have to actually, uh, continue under a different moniker and hopefully uh, get a record label that will say, oh, yeah, the guy from Night Ranger? Pretty sure you can write. We'll just let you on it. Anyway, uh, that said, the the guys the uh, the guys in Italy who who do the writing, they're a great great talent. Uh, I, I'm not taking anything away from their talent. I just think that they should use that talent on up and coming bands. That you know, hey, you know, we'll we'll help you develop your sound. We'll help you develop. Uh, we'll get you to that next level. We're here for you. But established artists like Doug and Dean and 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 Jack, it's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, there you go. My uh, my last rant, I guess, of, of 2019. Uh, I'll give you one more rant, by the way. Uh, I did go on one a uh, couple of months ago where I said, stop clicking on headlines, do listen to the shows, all the shows, whether it's my show or, or, or The Metal Voice or Talking Metal or Decibel Geek or whatever. Uh, do yourself a favor and listen to the shows and... It seems that some of the sites got a little bit upset with me, and so uh, they're they're like, well, if you don't want headlines, we're not going to give you headlines. Anyway, uh, for that, uh, I do apologize. I wasn't trying to uh, badmouth anybody. I was just trying to tell fans that you should also listen to the shows and not just limit yourself to uh, a quick click. Uh, that said, uh, fans out there, uh, help me out, man. Uh, repost. Uh, repurpose, re, re, whatever. Take the uh, take the content and let let your friends know that it exists. Done some great interviews lately, and it would just be lovely if we could get, for example, my Twitter at Mitch Lafon up to twenty thousand followers or more. Maybe get it verified, 
and then take this content that's on Spotify, on Amazon, and all these places, and just get it out there. Push it out. So if you listen to an interview and you like it, throw it up on your Facebook, if you, or throw it up on your Twitter, or tell a friend, or share it somehow, or save it in your Spotify playlist that, that people can check out, or, or, or whatever. Let's, uh, let's make 2020 a rock and roll extravaganza, and hopefully these interviews are part of that extravaganza. And that said, here is, without further ado, the one, the only, Dean Castronovo. We are speaking with a drummer extraordinaire, Dean Castronovo. Dean, as we say in Montreal, bonjour, how are you? Dude, I am good. It's so great to talk to you again, brother. You're a brother, and I love you, and this is going to be great. It is going to be <laughs> fantastic. Good, and you know, people have been anticipating this interview. I recently on my socials, I said, hey, I've got some interviews coming up with Pete Noon of, of Herman's Hermit and Frank yeah. Marino. And I said, Dean Castronovo. And two people in particular, uh, Karen Space and Time on uh, Twitter and Glimmer Girl on yeah. Twitter. Karen Pearson. Yep. She's a great lady. Uh, she, she does a lot of my, uh, the Team Dino stuff. She's, she's really an avid fan and really helps out a lot with uh, uh, social media and stuff. She's great. And, of course, Glimmer Girl Michelle, she's awesome. She does, like, a, a internet radio um, uh, channel, I guess. And she plays a lot of, you know, Revolution Saints and Dead Daisies and stuff. So she's a big supporter as well. So shout out to both of them. Yeah, so, so this is for them. It is uh, dedicated yep. to those two, but, of course, dedicated to everybody who listens and uh, – to all my Greek fans, because I don't know if I told you this, but I get these things called chartables, and I was number one for Apple Podcast music interviews in Greece. There you go, number one. Oh, dude, you know what? You should be number one everywhere. I mean, you're you're a no BS guy, and, and you shoot straight, and and your interviews are always interesting and 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 great to listen to. So everybody that's out there listening, always listen to Mitch. Subscribe. Do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, thank yeah. you. And and yeah. he, here's an interesting one because one of my strengths, and this is, of course is not about me, but uh, uh, is that I research the people uh, deeply and 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 profoundly, and I have all my notes and stuff. Now on this one, I've decided, you know what? I'm not going to research. We know Dean. We're going to go yeah. free form because we're talking about the new Dead Daisies album with Glenn Hughes, which is unsearchable for now. I can't go find any information. And, of course, um, the New Revolution Saints, which is, of course, also unsearchable. So so where do you want to start? Which which one comes – actually, Revolution Saints comes out in January. I, at least yeah. in Japan it comes out in January. I guess we'll start there. So Revolution Saints album number three. So a lot of things to start with. First of all, there was the first one, and nobody ever thought there was going to be a second one. And then – you know, Night Ranger got very busy with Jack Blades and stuff, and Dean, uh, not Dean, uh, Doug, got busy doing what he's doing, and of course you had yeah. uh, Journey Through Time and all this other stuff, and the chance right. of a third album was non-existent. In fact, I think you even told me that the band broke up and they're never going to, I think you told me that. Yeah, at that point, I did, we didn't think we were going to do another one. We we did our second one, and we thought, well, you know, I think we're done. And then Serafino came back and said, well, no, we have an option for a third. Do you guys want to do a third? I'm like, yeah, if everybody's, if everybody's into it, let's go do it. And um, there we were. We were in the in the studio. I remember going and and uh, I was in Italy. I, I did a couple of songs with Hardline at the Frontiers Music Fest, and then uh, did my drum tracks in a couple of days and did the vocals in the like six or seven days, and we were done. I mean, my parts were done. And then it was 
up to Jack and Doug to, you know, polish them up. <laughs> so, so let me talk to you then about, about polishing them up and doing these parts and getting it all together. Cause in the past, you know, Frontiers has their own sort of in-house production team that likes to get involved on the music side and the writing side and producing side. Is this Jack and you and Doug writing, or do we still have the outside team coming in and sort of helping out? Well, you know, some of the stuff Jack wrote, which is great. He actually, you know, had a part in, I think, three songs, I think, three or four maybe. Um, and Doug, of course, he, you know, he put a couple in, but 90% of this stuff is, is again, it's, uh, Alessandro <clears throat> writing the stuff and writing the lyrics. And, you know, we just kind of came to the conclusion, well, look, we're just hired guns here. That's basically what we are. We're hired guns to play this music. And, and yeah, so no, we didn't, we didn't get to write a bunch on this. And, and that's, I think that's the biggest reason why us three, we, we, you know, it's just kind of disheartening. It's like, well, gosh, man, if we can't even do our own stuff, it's kind of pointless to be a band. You know, it, it, why don't we just, you know, okay, we'll do this last one here, this third one, and, and see what, you know, comes. If it does really, really good, well, we'll maybe do another one. If not, I think we're going to, you know, put it in the wastebasket and stick a fork in it and call it a day. Call it you a know, day. It's, I mean, especially for Jack and Doug, man, they're great songwriters. And to, to, limit them and have them not do anything it's kind of like well it's just pointless you know we could hire anybody then if that's the case you know so to not utilize their talents and their strengths is is it's a shame bro it really is but that's how frontiers works that's how they roll and you know we did it and um there you go well all right so i i will chime in on that because I think what's great about Frontiers is that they get these super groups together, but then on the back end, they don't let the super groups do what they do. I mean, if I'm if I'm Mitch and I go out and I hire uh, Paul Stanley and Steven Tyler and whatever, and I say, listen, you're going to have to play the music that my wife and I write, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like a, it's, it's pointless. It's like, well, then... Gosh, you could get anybody. I could get guys here in my hometown to do the stuff. I mean, really. I mean, if that's what we're going to do. And that's, you know, after looking through the contracts, uh, uh, James Blade, uh, Jack's son, also manages Night Ranger and, and does the Dead Daisies, or uh, not Dead Daisies, um, Revolution Saints. He was like, well, look, you guys are basically just hired guns. So, you know, we go in, we do it, we collect our check, and we walk away. Because you know we're not going to tour. Jack's way too busy with Night Ranger, understandably. And Doug and I are locked in with the daisies really solid. That's our priority. So, you know, this is a side project. And um, I don't think it's going to, you know, like I said, if it, if it does really, really well, better than the first two, chances are we'll do another one. But I think there's going to be some demands, you know, made. Like, you know what, let us write. Let, let those guys write. I mean, I'm not a songwriter, but let those guys do what they do best. You know, it's like being in a cover band, basically, you know. It is. And you're not even covering. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get all negative on this. Yeah, I've heard no. I've heard four songs, and and they're yeah. great. Uh, there is a, an aspect of disappointment that it's not Jack writing or Doug writing or you writing. But okay, let's get let's yeah. get past that for a second. Okay, uh, Frontiers, uh, Serafino, who who's uh, I guess owns it or is very involved with it, put out a statement yeah. said that listen. He sort of kind of doesn't really want to do these super groups anymore. And after a thousand releases, he wants to move forward supporting new bands. And so good, <laughs> which, which is good because we should support new bands. Uh, but but yeah. do you think at some point then you should maybe just 
take what you and Doug and, and Jack had and, and go off on your own and go maybe sign with Golden Robot in Australia or your own thing and just make yeah. your own music? And, and Because there is a viable band there. I mean, musically, there's a viable band. Why yeah. just... Well, why you know, just... I think what the problem with that, Mitch, I mean, we'd have to change the name because uh, Frontiers owns the name. Even though that was Jack's name, they own it. Uh, so they own the, the images, everything. It, that's their baby. So we would have to change the name of the band, which it wouldn't be a problem, which, you know, to the disciples of the revolution. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, is, but, changing the name. Yeah. I, I know when you talk about brand and branding, like, you know, you kiss can't just go change the name. Iron Maiden can't just go change right. the name, but yeah. respectfully uh, revolution saints doesn't have one of those marketable names yet. So if you no. went and said formerly known as or whatever, and then just called it, you know, DDJ or <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's ways to get around that stuff, but I think you know it, it would be something that we'd have to, you know, Jack and I and Doug would have to agree upon and schedules permitting, and 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 also we'd have to you know make sure that that uh, Frontiers, you know, is, is cool with it and stuff like that. It's kind of a you know an interesting scenario. So I, you know, I would love to. I think Doug and I have talked about it too. It's like, you know what? Let's do this record, and and you know, Jack's busy with Night Ranger. Let's go. You know, we'll get a bass player like you know Todd Kern or something like that. Somebody that's you know that sings that's a badass, and and go tour, do that. But you know, it's that's another thing. You know, Dead Daisies are our baby, man. And, and you know, I've only been in there a couple of years, but you know, it's home to me. And um, you know, I, I got to put them number one on everything. You know, that's you, that's, you should. That's, and listen, yeah. Yeah, Kiss has announced the end of the road tour. Maybe you could pick up uh, Eric Singer and Tommy uh, Thayer to do something. That could that could be exciting. Dude, um, you know, there's, there's been some talk about doing some stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, there's... We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> Tom, uh, I love for, Tommy. I love him. I love Tommy, too. It's, it's strange, by the way, with Kiss fans. I have said publicly that, especially on this final tour, that I would like to see Ace play with the band. And fans come back to me and go, why do you hate Tommy? And it's like, no, no, I don't hate Tommy. I just right. happened to have seen Kiss in 78, 79, 80. Yep. Yep. And since they're saying goodbye, it would just be nice to see Ace say goodbye with them. This is not a condemnation of Bruce or no. Tom. And yet fans... No, like, you know what, dude? It's like the Perry thing. You know, every, you, know well, you hate Arnell now? It's like, no, but it's Steve. Let him, you know, come up and sing or something. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If he wanted to, I mean, there should be no hate or animosity there. Tommy's a great player. Ace was the originator. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm partial to both. I actually, I love them both. I mean, for, for different reasons, obviously Ace was a hero of mine, you know, that, that band in that, in that form, you know, was my baby. I mean, that, that, those guys were my guys. And, uh, Tommy has fit in so well. And, you know, and as a player, she's, I mean, he's, you know, you can't tell the difference. He's a monster. Tommy's great at what he does. So for me, I mean, it would be nice to see Ace come up and sing, but that's a Gene and Paul thing, and, and they have their reasons, and I understand those. And, you know, you just got to enjoy it for, you know, if this really is going to be their end of the road, got to enjoy it. Man. Go and watch it and check it out because you may never see it again. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I saw him in Portland, Mitch. It was unreal. Yeah, I mean, I saw them in, um, trying to think where I saw them, uh, Mon Montreal for sure, and somewhere else I saw. Anyway, it's a great show, and, and, and the one thing you can say about Tommy, he's exceptionally nice. I mean, if you ever get a chance Ooh. to talk to him or meet, meet him or email him or whatever, he's just always, always nice. He's never cross. 
No, no, he's the real deal, bro. I mean, like I said, I grew up with him when before Black and Blue when he was in a band called Movie Star. And before that when he was in a band called Hell. You know, that I used to go and watch these guys in clubs. I would I would they would sneak me in through the kitchen. I'd go watch them, do their set, and then back into the kitchen, wait until the next set. I love them. And Tommy's he's a consummate professional, dude. I mean, and he is. I think it's 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 in the Oregon water, dude. You're, you know, most people here are pretty dang, you know, low key like they are in Canada. Really mellow, nice. You know, you don't find a lot of dumbasses. Pardon my language. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. And Tommy's kept his head on. He's a smart man, businessman, but he, he throws down every night, man. Got to say, you know, I I have never seen a show with him where he had a crappy night. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, there 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 are no drunk stumbling Tommy shows ever. <laughs> Exactly. Bro. Exactly. Uh, so, so, so you mentioned Steve Perry. Let me just quickly get on the journey thing. You, you did some journey through time shows with uh, Greg Raleigh and, of course, Neil and all that. And and Neil has said very publicly that he enjoyed it and it was great and it was very redeeming for him as a player. But yeah. Journey got this uh, chance to go do a Las Vegas residency, and then they got a chance to go do yeah. a tour with the Pretenders and. Yeah. And I don't blame him to go do that because, you, you know. Dude, yes, of course. I mean, it's, it's like, how could you say, that? oh, dude, you need to, you know, throw away this cash cow, this this great opportunity, this massive organization to go slum it in theaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? In his, in his eyes, I mean, I see that. It's like, well, I get that, dude. And I, I, certainly I don't fault him for that. Yeah, I would do the same thing. It's like, well, look, it's like Dead Daisy, same thing. Yeah, I could go and do other things and stuff, but you know what? I got to do what I got to do. I, I give my word to these guys and, and um, I actually like being there. I really love being there. They're good people. And, you know, I understand where Neil was coming from. You can't throw that away just on something that's, you know, self-indulgent kind of, you know, and it, it was fun and we had a great time. And dude, of course I had a blast, but you know, again, you, you know, business is business. You got to think, you know, that's the right thing to go. That was the right direction for him. It, it's the right move. And, and I know some fans were disappointed because they liked what they saw. But hopefully some point somewhere down the road after Journey does their farewell tour, maybe it'll it'll resurrect. But for now, you just can't fault him. I mean, you, you can't. No, you know? no. And, and, and anybody that does is, isn't thinking clear. You know, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, he's got a family to support. He's, you know, he's got his obligations. And, you know, Journey Through Time, we were doing okay. I mean, we, were, we weren't making bajillions by any means. But, you know, we were covering our expenses and making a little dough here and there. But I think for Neil, it was just more like, you know what? I need to spread out a little bit. I need to stretch a little bit. And that was good. Even though there were only four shows, it was really good for him to just kind of breathe and play, you know, and and. And not think, okay, I got to do the dirty dozen, and, and you know, it's the, the nonstop grind. He was actually having fun, and, and that's all you can ask for. So, so good on that. So, okay, that that's done. We've taken care of uh, Revolution Saints, <laughs> but that now leaves us with the Dead Daisies. So, I get word through the grapevine that John and Marco are gone, and I went, no, they're not. What are you talking about? You you finally got <laughs> this lineup that everybody sort of appreciates and. And then it, uh, you you know you read it and hey yeah they are gone oopsie and then yeah. it comes the news well we got Glenn Usen we didn't get you know Shmomo from the uh, bar and grill we got we got right. Glenn Usen you go John Karabi for Glenn Usen mm. that's that's a pretty good trade if this was the Yankees and the Mets making a baseball trade I'm 
I think we got some winners. <laughs> so, yeah, right? definitely. You know, and I, I miss John and I miss Marco. I mean, they, you know, that was my first inception into the band with those two guys. And of course, I've worked with Marco for years, but John and I just hit it off, dude. I mean, he's just, he's, and he'll always be a brother for life to me. Just love the man. He's, he's a no BS guy, you know, shoots straight. And he'll tell you how he thinks and what he feels. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's that's kind of a cool thing. You don't find that very often anymore. So yeah, I miss those guys. But boy, Glenn coming in, you know, it, it was a no-brainer. You got a, a freaking Hall of Fame inductee, iconic bassist vocalist. It's like wow, you can't go wrong, dude. I mean, you know, he don't suck. <laughs> he don't and, yeah. and and i know you're a big music fan so to have this guy who uh you know celebrated uh his time in in deep purple did a, a stint with black sabbath and and is known yeah. as the voice of rock and you know it's it's as a fan you might be like wow this guy was was playing you know with richie blackmore in 1973 and i can i can hang with this <laughs> dude that's no that's, that's pretty dang huge and, and you know we i just i was in uh in marseille just outside of marseille recording my drum tracks and stuff with them and and ah dude it's he's got a he's got a tone number one that his bass tone is is evil in a cool way it's got that little bit of distortion on it and it and he plays he plays very percussively. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's, he really digs in, which is really cool for a pocket. You know what I mean? It just, it just feels really good. And uh, during this record, I was just like, you know, look at Glenn, you know, you played with the best of the best. What are you looking for? You know, what, 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 what do you feel best playing over and singing over? And he goes, dude, Bonzo, John Bonham, you just, you just keep it straight, big, fat, you know, and, and I'll be able to pull off anything. And that's what we did, man. I, I mean, I did my tracks and, Got it done, and it's. I haven't heard, you know, because they're still over there doing stuff. They're doing guitars now and vocals and stuff like that, and bass. So, but but what I laid down, I think he was really happy with it, and Doug was, and so was David Lowy. So, as long as they're happy, I'm happy. You know, that's that's the beauty of this. It's you know, we got to work around that that voice, you know, because he's just got this thing, man. He's that, you know, that really wicked rock and roll blues voice. And, you know, right. you don't want to be stepping on that. <laughs> well, and so that, that leads me to the next question then. How much of your voice then becomes part of the, the next album? Because the last Dead Daisies album, it, we had this great blend of everybody's voice, this great sort of harmony, melody, whatever you want to call it, and it was just beautiful. Do you now sit back and go, okay, we'll let Glenn do that, and or do you keep the backing vocals going in there? Because your, your backing vocals are almost a secondary lead vocal. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not just a doo-wop guy, right? Um, <laughs> no, dude, you know, and that's the good thing. I, I'm, I'm going to be able to do backgrounds with, with Glenn, and I've been told that uh, through management that I may be singing a lot of the songs, a lot of the older stuff live, which is really cool, some of the Karabi stuff and John Stevens stuff. So I'm pretty pumped about that. I mean, John ain't easy to, to, to copy, so I'm going I'm, to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best and, you know, so it gives Glenn room to do the songs that he really feels. Because that's one of his biggest things. He goes, if he doesn't feel a song, dude, he won't do it. And that's a beautiful thing, man. He's not just like going through the motions. He's got to believe it. He's got to believe in that thing. And he's got to and, and pull that out of his voice. And uh, so they said, yeah, you'll probably be, you know, singing probably six, seven songs in the set. I'm like, awesome. I'm excited, man. That's, for me, that's great. You know, now I'm killing two birds with one chicken. It's great. You know oh. what I mean? 
Well, and in fact, I was going to ask you about that because I I was going to say I I just don't see Glenn singing the old catalog. So that means that the old stuff, and I don't mean any disrespect to the old catalog, but Glenn Hughes. Glenn Hughes is going to do Deep Purple. He's not going to do, you know. Yes. Um, Right. So so first of all, hopefully that means that you'll get extra pay because now you're doing double duty. That's that's very (laughs) important. Well, I'm looking at this way. I mean, I'm grateful to be there. If they want to throw me an extra shekel here and there, I'm cool with that too. I mean, but I just, you know, to be able to sing and stuff is, is a, a great thing for me because I do love singing. And, you know, I've been kind of stuck in this, how do I put it? I'm like the Perry clone. And, and that's all fine and good, and I don't mind that. But now that I'm not a part of Journey or Journey Through Time, you know, I, I, I need to kind of step away from that, you know? I mean, I do sound the way I sound. I am who I am. Perry was a huge influence. There, there's not a whole heck of a lot I can do about that, you know? But, um you know, I'm going to do these songs that uh, John sang and John Stevens sang. I'll do them justice, man. It ain't going to be, you know, Steve Perry singing the Dead Days. Guarantee that. Good. Well, so, right, so yeah. let me ask you this now. Do How, how does this affect the, the live performance and, and the, the live set? Do you, since you're doing some of these songs, do you maybe throw something in there off of osmosis and just like a... Uh, you know, having the dead daisies jammed down on Perry Mason. Do do we see a lot more Deep Purple? Uh, do we do do we get a Black Sabbath song from whatever? Uh, I guess it was Seventh Star that he was on. Uh, yes. What does that mean? Does it or, or does it mean he does his you know five dead daisy songs and then the rest of the night you're singing? Well, I think yeah, we'll, we'll, we haven't gotten to that point yet because we don't start rehearsals until probably mid-April. So uh, we haven't really gone to that that place yet. But I, I guess it's whatever Glenn feels that, that feels good for him. I mean, we're going to do a lot of songs off the new record, obviously, you know, to promote that. I'm sure we're going to do some Deep Purple stuff. I would imagine. Why not? I mean, geez, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, well, I, Deep Purple know, doesn't think, do burn, so somebody should. You know what? I think it's time. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and again, you, you were part of that Osmosis record. Why the f- yeah. not? I mean, just, you know, you guys jamming out one of those songs would be cool as hell. And hearing uh, Glenn's bass pounding down on whatever yeah. Perry Mason or what is it? Old oh, yeah. L.A. Tonight or whatever those songs um, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, dude, me too. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's the beauty of this band, too, is, is, is David Lowy and the guys are very open. You know, it, we're fans of music and that is a huge thing. And And for us to... To you know, try that stuff. It's really not off limits, which I love. You know, with a with you know, journey or something like that. It's like, no, you got to stick with this. They've got their legacy. You got to stick with this. Where this band can, we can move and grow. You know, and and pretty much do whatever we want to do. You know, and uh, a lot of that has to do with David Edwards, our manager. He's really good at picking the songs. I mean, he's there during the whole recording process. Go, you know what? That's a great tune. Goes, yeah, that one kind of sucks. And and you know, you got to you got to give him credit for that because he knows what he's talking about. So, you know, for us to be able to expand and grow like that, if, you know, if he, hear, if he hears it in his head or he sees the vision, you know, I'm sure he'll throw that in. You know, I mean, he's just one of those guys. He's, he's very in tune to what, what the fans like. And, and he's good at what he does, man. Edwards is good. Yeah. And, and yeah. as everybody being a, a Kiss fan in that, in that band, and since oh, you're yeah. going to sing, you've got to get in, you know, Nothing to Lose or Black Diamond oh, or, uh, oh, oh, Hard Luck dude, Woman. Kidding? Can you imagine? Can oh. you, come on, little Hard Luck Woman with you just having like a, because Hard Luck Woman, the instrumentation is sort of pulled back and the voice sort of stands out more. How yeah, cool would yeah. that be? 
Dude, we did it. I don't know if you were around then, but we, we tried it a couple of times. Well, acoustically in acoustic stores. Thing. Right. Yeah, and it came out good, but I, I think the fans were like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, they weren't, because it's not a majorly big Kiss song. And that's that was what their whole thing. So me pulling off Maggie May, that definitely was, you know, okay. So, you know, they, people got that. That was more of an iconic tune. And, All right, so Black Diamond. Let's go. Black Diamond. You got to get that in dude. there. That I would do. Black Diamond. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> That'd be perfect. He's a bad boy. Yeah, dude. You, you know what? You know the Edwards. Talk to him. <laughs> I should. I, I need to talk to him now. I normally take uh, July and August off, and I have for the last, God, 10 or 15 years so that I could be around uh-huh. for the kids in the summer. I should. I think right. I need to. Uh, I think I need to go on a Dead Daisies tour for 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 seven weeks. Just uh, hang out. You know, with... people, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's for you to document it. You know, do like yeah. a podcast while we're on the road. And, and oh, that would be so cool, man. I mean, why not? Yeah, I agree. So, mm-hmm. uh, musically, since you've already laid down your drum tracks and they're still working on on the album, is it sort of a blues rock album? Is it a metal album? Is it a rock album? Is it a Dead Daisies album? What what is it? Uh, what, wow. what musically is where, where do we are we going to be stomping our feet, or are we going to sort of be chilling back under a tree, going, "All right, man." No, this is this is stomping your feet, Mitch. But the cool thing is, really '70s riff-oriented, you know, music, which is what Glenn, you know, pioneered basically. So a lot of stuff is very riff-oriented. Glenn has an interesting way of writing. He'll get on an acoustic guitar and he writes on an acoustic guitar. He doesn't demo anything. He doesn't lay down stuff and, and lay down ideas. He's just got it in his head. So for us, we'd have to sit down and go, okay, now how do we translate what Glenn, Glenn did on an acoustic guitar to make it a, you know, an electric rock major killer sounding track? And for us, I mean, he's very riff oriented, man. I mean, it's, you know, he's very into that. He's very, very much that kind of a bassist and that kind of songwriter. So I think Doug and him fit in perfectly together because, you know, Doug knew what he was going for and could translate it from, um, the acoustic guitar to to make it you know rock more more electric and more rock. Those guys work well together. Those two guys. Well, it's nice to hear that, and uh, it's it's how can I put this? It, it's nice to know that Glenn is involved in the songwriting, and it's going to be sort of his heart and soul that goes into it. And it's not like yes. here, Glenn. Here are twelve songs that you know yeah. Serafino's oh, yeah. team came up with. Go <laughs> sing them. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. I don't think that would ever happen with Glenn. That's the beauty. When he came in, he was like, you know, I want to be able to to, to put put my stamp on these things, you know? And, and a lot of the songs, actually, he wrote, you know, on this new record. He wrote a lot of the stuff. Uh, Doug wrote a, a few on there, and I think David's got a, a couple songs on there as well. Me, I don't write, so. <laughs> but I... Neither I do I. Now, now, commitment-wise, is he committed to sort of one album, one tour cycle, or is he committed to go as long as he can? And and of course, there are other restrictions. I mean, we're all getting a bit older, and so he, you know, he obviously he can't right. commit for fifteen years. But do you right. see yourself doing a second album with him down the road and a second tour, or oh, is yeah. it like enjoy what we got and? Yeah. No, I think he's he's in this for the long haul, bro. As long as he's able to do his other, you know, his side stuff, I think he's, you know, he'll be here for a while. I really do. I, I you know, um, barring something happening health wise or something like that. No, he's he's in it for the long haul, and okay. I think that's why uh, David Edwards picked him is because you know the guy he's passionate and 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 once he puts his you know his grips into something, he won't let up. 
And that's, I love that about Glenn. He's, you know, he's consummate professional. Again, he'll go in and, and he knows what he wants and he will get what he wants and, and he'll keep going until he gets it. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a, a great thing. And uh, yeah. it's nice to know. And of course, he's going to do, and, and, and I'm forgetting what he does on the side there, the, the purp, Deep Purple. Glenn uses Deep No, it's not Glenn uses Deep Purple. Anyway, he, he does that, yeah. that, that evening of Deep Purple music. Yeah. And, and I forget the exact uh, branding of it. But anyway, so, so that's yeah. good. And, and yeah. I would personally yeah. say that I don't see any reason why. Uh, you can't have at least one or two shows along the way where both things are going on in the same night. I don't think fans would be terribly upset to see Glenn come out and sing twice, but physically that might be demanding on the voice. But Yeah, that might be tough on anyone. But uh, yeah, man, again, like I said, Edwards gives us a lot of free reign, man. And, and, you know, as long as it's in the perimeters of his vision, we can do anything. We can try anything. And uh, yeah, I'm sure, dude, I'm, I'm almost positive we'll be doing some some purple songs, which will be really cool. Good. Because, you know, I've seen the videos of him, you know, on YouTube of him singing that stuff. Man, he just, he just tears it up. You know, Coverdale's great. Don't get me wrong. David Coverdale is David Coverdale, but freaking Glenn definitely throws down, man. You know, definitely. Well, I, I say we need to hear Burn. And uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll talk to Dave Edwards. I'll tell him we need Burn and we need Black <laughs> yes. Diamond. That's what we need. Yes, and we need you to come out on the road and document this entire tour next year. We're doing this thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's for sure not, but we're going to do, um, what do they call it? Rock, uh, rocking the world. I think we're going to go, we're going to be doing like, we're going to hit four continents all in, in like one day or something like that. We're going to try and get the Guinness book of world records to do this and, you know, play, you know, we play South America and then we play, you know, North America and then we play, you know, the UK and you know what I mean? We're just going to, Right. Do this thing. David's got this vision, which would be so cool, man. It'll beat us up, but it'll be so cool. Well, listen, Def Leppard did it. They did the uh, three continents in one day thing back in, trying to think when that was, 97-ish kind of thing. So there's no Uh reason why why, uh, you guys can't do four. I mean, beat them. You, no, you, I, you know. Why, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're going to freaking take the record, bro. We're going to beat this record. What Let's is it? You, we're going to beat it. You, you, you start in India and you, you keep flying west until you, you get to like L.A. or something, right? Exactly. Or just hover and let the, you know, let the earth just kind of you know, roll in its axis and boom. And, you know, touch down, do it again. Just hover. <laughs> there you go. Now, we, we, we've oh, reached half an hour, which was, which was actually very easy considering. Man, that was quick. Wasn't it? It's it's so yeah, much so fun and so so easy when you're just having fun and and free forming it and so good. We 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 yeah. we are now caught up on Journey Through Time, on yes. the Dead Daisies with Glenn Hughes, yes. and yep. on Revolution Saints. Now the Revolution Saints, I have pre-ordered it from Japan. There's apparently a bonus track. It comes out in Japan on January 22nd. It should awesome. be within the same time frame for the rest of of the world, give or take a week. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Thank you. Great I should stuff. have hooked you up, man. I mean, but you know what's funny is um uh the last record uh was Light in the Dark. I think I, I um I didn't get any like you know, like Doug got the vinyl, you know, the the special edition box. I got none of that stuff. I didn't even get a damn t shirt. I'm like, wow, Serafino, what the heck? <laughs> so this time I'm gonna demand some records and I'm gonna give them out. I should have given you one, man. When I get them, I'll give one to you that you can, you know, yeah. cancel your order. <laughs> well, well I, I also like supporting and, and uh, you know what I've done is I, I make playlists at home and I, and I made this, this long Night Ranger playlist and I threw in some of the Revolution Saints stuff because I went, well, Jack's yeah. in this. 
Yeah, dude. No, you can tell that. You know, that's what I'm saying, man. We're, we're missing Jack's stamp, you know, and, and he's got such an iconic voice and, and, a, and a very, very, uh, what's the word? I mean, it's recognizable songwriting ability. I mean, you, you hear a song, it's like, man, Jack has something to do with this. You can just tell, you know, um, and Doug as well. You know, Doug's very underrated, man, and um, he doesn't really get his due. And he deserves it because I've worked with a lot of those shredder guys, man. But Doug's got this. He ain't thinking about it. It's about passion. And, you know, he plays what he feels, man. And there's not a lot of guys that do that. You know, I've never, how do I put it, with the exception of Neil, you know, and and a couple other guys. I mean, he plays with passion, man. And, And he'll go through a solo. I mean, it's like, you know what? That doesn't feel right. And he'll do, let me try it again. Let me try it again. Until he knows in his heart, he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the bad boy. And he'll stamp it. You know what I mean? That's what I love about Doug. He's another one like Glenn. He's passionate. He won't he won't give up until he knows in his heart that's the right one. That's the one. Yeah, and, and uh, I will finish on this. We're, we're sort of going to go right back to where we started with that early discussion. But, yes. again, I just find it ironic that – in from like 95 to like 2005 when night ranger really wasn't a thing yeah. jack was a very sought after songwriter and you look at all kinds of albums and it says written yeah. by jack blades or jack blades and tommy shaw and and you're like wait oh, a minute yeah. these big la studios you know sony records portrait records at the time and all, were were hiring mm-hmm. him to write for their artists oh, and, yeah. and then he has an album deal and he's told, no, no, you can't write for it. It's just like, as much as I love Serafino and I do love Serafino, he, he, you know, stepped up when I first came back and, and, you know, he believed in me and, and he gave me that chance to, to record the second record. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, so I owe him a lot. I really do owe him a lot, but it is kind of a shame. It's like, man, it's like, you got Albert Einstein, you know, working on some wicked thing. And you're like, well, you know, I'd rather get this guy from MIT. You know what I mean? He's like, whoa, 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 wait. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's not strange. utilizing what, yeah, they're so dang good. Him and Doug both, man. It's like, oh, well, but that's, that's, that's the give and take of this. You know, you get paid good. It's fun, but you are, you're a hired gun and you do what you're told. And, and, um, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen again. I, you know, we'll just have to see. Hopefully it'll do well, and hopefully everybody will like this record. I'm hoping. I like it a lot. I actually, there's a, some, some songs on there that I really, really love. But, you know, we'll have to see. And, and, and to be fair to the Frontiers people, the last uh, two or three Night Ranger albums have come out through Frontiers, and they yeah. have just been phenomenal. I mean, literally... Oh, yeah. Well, there you go! There um, you go, man! Uh, Look at the songwriting right there. It's like, son of a gun, Serfino. Let the man do his... his let him create. He's a badass, you know. Yep, yep. And on and on that, we will just say, well, say la vie and uh, merci beaucoup. Vie. And uh, there we go. We will. <laughs> we shall uh, do this again, and I will get this one up uh, super fast because we do not want uh, Karen and uh, Glimmer Girl and Michelle. Yeah, Michelle to go crazy. To, Dude, to, I gotta to be disappointed. thank you, Mitch. You know, thank you for. Um, you've always shot straight with me. You've always been a brother, and. Um, you know, we did our first interview, you know, it was a while back, man. And, um, you know, I just appreciate you with your, your belief in, and your support in me, man, and, and, you know, and the things that I've done. That's rare, and I appreciate it. Really do, man. Thank, thank you, you so much for allowing me to talk to you again. Absolutely. And thank you for, for coming on, and, and thank you for always uh, letting me ask the questions and get away with it. And, uh, you know, Mayor, <laughs> Dude, you're merci. good at what you do. I 
again, that's like stifling an artist. It's like, why would you want to do that? Let him do his thing. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny because, well, I guess we're not going to finish right now, but uh, somebody hired me to come and interview them to do a, a business video, nothing that you're going to see publicly. And sure. they hired me because they said, you know, we love your interview style. We think we think it'd be perfect. We need you to interview these people for us. Uh-huh. And then they handed yeah. me then they handed me ten written questions, and I went, oh. "What the fuck are you doing?" I said, "I'll research <laughs> it and I'll take care of it." And and so yes. I went off script, and you could see them standing off camera, getting all flustered. And then they listened back and they right. went, "Oh, that was great. I'm glad you did that." And I'm like, "Well, that's what you hired <laughs> me for. Like, let me just do my thing." You know, <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> exactly, like, bro. Exactly. And you're honestly, bro, you're the best of the best. There's not a lot out there like you, you know, number one. I, I, in you're, you're one of those guys. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, that's why I love doing this. Thank you, sir. Merci. Right, we'll see you soon, brother. Bye bye. Here's Paul Stanley to tell you why he doesn't want to shake your hand. Some people might have a little rock and roll pneumonia. Ugh, not even cold gin will kill those germs. This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon.